0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ranking Thrones. I am James Kelly. And I'm Evan Camacho. And usually every week we meet up to talk about the kings and queen who sat on the Iron Throne, or the hands, or eventually we're going to talk about the consorts, but not today. Today we are having the first of several episodes, and we've already got news that there's going to be a second season so we're going to do another season of this and it's going to be so much fun but we are talking about house of the dragon the new show from hbo Mm -hmm. of which
1: episode two for those of
0: you who are
1: in in the united states uh just aired today episode two episode two aired today whereas uh whereas the first episode aired last week
0: yeah and we we are huge fans of and okay so something that's fun that i i feel not to brag or not not to say that 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 people were listening to us because of course not Mm -hmm. but all the you can look back at all the podcasts we did on the dance of the dragons and when we had wonderful guests like like chloe from girls gone canon mm-hmm And and others, uh, just like that. How much we we okay. I, I won't speak for Evan, but I'll speak for myself. I love the Dance of the Dragons, and that <laughs> this is a show. Like this is the show. Like Jane Goldman, I love you. I love her work, but it's like the Long Night was not what I wanted. No, for it the, wasn't for the next. It was the Dance with the the Dance of the Dragons, and. My gosh, it is so awesome to see it already unfold. I mean, okay, so that's my initial reaction from the first two episodes is, oh, I can't believe this is actually happening. This is so amazing. Yeah. It is just, it is so... It's good to be back. Oh, yeah. So that was actually getting in, and uh, I wrote my prose review of... um. A written review of episode one you can mm-hmm. check out on my blog but james the comics writer at work okay. on wordpress but the big one thing i don't know did i say this in my written review i don't remember it's already been a week
1: uh, i don't remember either
0: but but the, the thing you said right there it's good to be back that was kind of my first feeling for the first five-ish minutes yeah is like ah it actually does feel really nice to be back in Westeros
1: that was a I read this article I think it was actually this morning where people where uh fans were and I I use this term in air quotes were angry at House of the Dragon because Game of Thrones as we all know ended quite controversially yes but this coming back they're like crud or fudge it's (laughs) good it feels good to actually be back here and we yes. don't like we don't like how HBO has sucked us back in it sucked us back in again so easily.
0: Yes, that's why I'm so happy and I'm why I'm so happy. We're like mm-hmm. okay, and man. We're gonna nerd out, but I don't care. Yeah, Let's oh, nerd... this is what this is for. Yes. So honestly, right? Here's here's the deal. Uh,
1: I, let me explain my point of view first, because yours is probably going to be a lot more positive than mine. And not that mine is going to be negative. It's that mine was cautiously optimistic. Okay. I don't, do not get me wrong. I wanted this to be good, I really did. Very rarely do I ever want entertainment to fail. But this one, because of how Game of Thrones ended, I was nervous. But it looks like they've learned from their mistakes. Mm -hmm. The first episode was like, okay, this was solid. It It might not have quite edged into great, but it was damn solid and that's what we needed. We Mm -hmm. didn't, and I think HBO kind of made the the smart move, which is we're not gonna blow you away with episode one because we don't want to do that. We're gonna let it build, but we're gonna get you it. We're gonna get you into the world. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get the stakes established very quickly, which I absolutely love. I love the fact that the the stakes were hit right off the bat. Absolutely. And, And it ended with the moment where the story begins, i.e., crowning of Rhaenyra as heir to the throne. Yeah. So. So. so again, incredibly, incredibly solid. Um, the casting, I'm still a, I'm, a, I'm still a little bit. I'm probably gonna get some flack for this. Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen is good, but he's yet to truly impress
0: me because really okay that's interesting that's yes and here's why this 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 is 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 gonna be divisive i guess because this is
1: not this and this is not uh, necessarily matt smith's performance okay this is how the character is written because i have a real problem and by the way game of thrones is incredibly guilty of this by the way uh the, the original series was incredibly guilty of this by the way they hype up these characters as they're the most dangerous men or women in in the world they're the greatest strategists or the, these great warriors and the truth of the matter is, is that they don't actually deliver they're kind of like boba fett that's uh. that's how i describe Damon tygerian right now Damon Tigerian is very boba fett like he looks cool he's got the look he's very imposing he's got the dragon but is he actually doing anything that would categorize him as terrifying or dangerous mm, not really
0: so, well I mean, uh, we we can give. I don't know how deep we want to go into beat for beat for each of the episodes. Like, not, I don't too, think we, not, not too deep.
1: deep, only because that's a lot of. It's a lot of beats. It's a lot of beats. Yeah, but but really, yeah. I, I mean, I love I love uh, I love Reese Ifan. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that name incorrectly. Um, as uh, sorry, I've got a I've got my little dog with me, so, and now he's gone off to he's gone off to explore. So I apologize for the background noise, but um, I love Reese Ifan as, uh, as Otto Hightower. Very Tywin-like.
0: Yes, yes. So the one thing, that, the, the big thing that I said in my prose review, or mm-hmm. I, keep, I keep on using prose reviews just for my written review. I'll just use that, not, mm-hmm. not as pretentious a term. <laughs> um but for my written review the big thing i said it, and one of the things of why i understand immediately and look i'm not gonna lie i was i always actually keep my expectations medium mm-hmm. i'm always hopeful but like i don't i never let myself get too hyped up i mean i'm not i'm not a little kid eagerly waiting for revenge of the sith and thinking about it non-stop for 8 months right uh i'm i'm an adult now and uh, and but well at least in mm. on paper i hope so but but i don't i, I don't want to get my my hopes too high but it was like the that first episode blew me away for like okay We're in safe hands. Yeah. This this is fantastic. These guys know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And actually, okay, so we're going to get into, but for the preview for the third episode also, something I will give credit. Yes, and I've seen that preview as well. It's also, like, something... It'll be interesting. This season, like, in retrospect, will be very interesting because we don't know where it's going to end, and that's... No, we don't. But... It, but, it,
1: and it's hard to say where it will end.
0: But it's definitely one of those things, and maybe that could be a speculation at corner at the end. But, mm. but what I was gonna say is that is that we already know from the previews that like um, Millie Alcock, I think her name is. Yeah. Uh, yes. And the actress playing young Emily, Allison Emily, are not gonna be right are not going to be here for all the episodes and no next episode might be their their last might i don't know i'm willing to i'm willing to
1: wager it's they're probably going to transform sorry trans, they're going they're going to age up in episode 5 because to jump ahead with semi spoilers we're going to see we're, we're probably going to see the, the the war for the step zo- step zones in this next episode and it yes. may or may not carry into the next episode into the next episode. My guess is the next episode is either going to end is going to end with Damon declaring himself uh, king of the step Zones. Slight spoilers for those coming. That's my hunch.
0: If for it for, for happen, the next episode, probably, probably.
1: If that doesn't happen, it's definitely going to happen in episode. And, and so that kind of leads me to my next thought of episode four. Episode four is going to be when he comes back to court and relinquishes his, his crown. I think after that, then we're going to jump ahead. Because then we're gonna need we're gonna have adult or semi adult uh, children. Yes. So that's well, my hunch.
0: I mean, the previews like even like uh, the the big thing that for me as someone who's read the books and I've educated him well enough now to where he knows the stuff mm-hmm. uh, is um but like the, the snapshots for of of we've seen. I noticed immediately, like, oh, that's the fight between Amond where he loses his eye. Yes. Well, but Aemon, and like, Aemon like there, there, there have what? been a couple of like previews where where Aemond is heavily featured, but mm-hmm. they don't like say it's Amond, but it's Amon. So it's like he's gonna be a big thing in later half of the season.
1: Amond for the Aemon, for those of you who don't know, f- picture Joffrey Baratheon, but actually <laughs> having some, so actually a, a very good warrior imagine imagine if joffrey was robert's son yeah uh, that's amund
0: so i mean that's fun fun to mm-hmm. speculate and this is going to be a bit free-flowing but the big well, thing i i said for the theme of my written review getting back to that mm-hmm. is something that it that was great. And why I understand completely it's that Michael Corleone thing of just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Yep. But it's that yes, we're getting westeros, but we're also it's something that's both familiar and new, which is right. what every prequel spin-off always wants desperately to give viewers. Agreed. We're two hundred
1: we're like, two hundred years in the past. Things yeah. are very different. Things are very good. There's landmarks. I mean, to, to put nippy, there's landmarks that aren't that haven't been built yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there are. And there are landmarks
0: uh, that are there that are going to later be torn down.
1: Right. There's parts of Westeros that we're probably actually not even going to see in this series, to be perfectly honest. We're
0: probably, probably, not. We're I probably mean,
1: not. We're probably not going to go to the wall. We're probably not even going to spend m- very much time in the north.
0: Oh, maybe second season, a couple. Maybe, episodes.
1: maybe not. But I don't think we're gonna see the wall. I don't think we're gonna see the wall. Um, we're not gonna see the Ir- Iron Islands for some time. For some time, we might not even we might not even see Dorne. I don't even think we're gonna see Dorne either. Probably not. No. We probably won't no. see these places. So. So, mm. but in 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 a roundabout way, this also dodges a major issue that Game of Thrones had which was pacing issues especially as the store as the story started to follow more characters and we had to jump around all the time
0: Mm
1: -hmm. we're focusing the action on a central storyline so which also which also let's face it from a budget perspective makes things a lot easier too
0: (laughs) well for now we'll see i mean that is the one thing you put it but uh, actually I i do agree is that it's mostly in in King's Landing for now.
1: Mhm.
0: Now, so that so I mean this is obviously more like a season 3 onwards Game of Thrones budget. Yes.
1: Well, I think you you put it beautifully that this was a the, the heirs of the airs of the Dragon episode 1 was a was a season 1 episode but with season 5 budget. Yes. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. Which is it's right because now they have the budget to be more ambitious, to be more, to 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 actually show as opposed to tell. And also yeah. let's face it, the urgency in this season and at this time period is actually a lot higher than than it was during Game of Thrones because we kind of know that we're on a time limit here. in the the sense of the story. And that's also the advantage of having a prequel, is that uh, another another huge advantage that this show has over Game of Thrones, quite frankly, and I'm going to get some flack for this, it's a completed story. We know how it's going to end. It's going to be a long ways coming, but we know how this story will end.
0: And yes, that's true, but at the same time, there's something... And something that I I really do admire... Mm-hmm. is or or just i'm going to very much enjoy is is how much this is what Mar the Mar, um, ryan condal and miguel Sapochnik are working off of is martin wrote a history book yes and so history is as a, a historical fiction writer same I can say say this with some confidence is is basically history is your outline Yeah. of history gives you all the events. Right. And from the events, you can pretty decently glean a bit about the characters. Well, that's the, that's what's but interesting. You, but about, you don't I mean, really get the question that, but, but the history historian can never answer the question that everyone really wants. Which is why. Why exactly. do these people do these things? Why? Mm-hmm. What was going on in their head when they chose to do these things? To be, And that is the freedom that Ryan Condal and Miguel Sapochnik have so much to do. go with. Exactly. And to be even more direct in, in drawing a parallel, they have a completed outline. Yes. They have a complete outline. They know exactly where the show will go. And and end what point they'll choose to end it on is i don't know i'm really excited to find out what it is i have my own personal thoughts and feelings for where there's a perfect ending for this story but that's just me Mm -hmm. but this show is actually has more in common with his historical dramas like in terms of the writing because it's it's akin to uh, that new wonderful show becoming elizabeth Yes, um, just, I, you, this, this has more in common.
1: I, I will, I will, stars has mastered the <laughs> historical, no, seriously, they have. No,
0: they yeah, have, I, I they don't have, have disagree with you. Yeah, the they, histor- they found their niche and great. They have for found
1: them. their historical, the, they have mastered the historical, Uh, the, their historical stories. They have no less than four Tudor stories, basically.
0: Yeah,
1: and 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 you you put it quite elegantly. I'm, I'm going to put it a slightly different way because again, as a historical writer myself, how, the biggest the biggest the trickiest part with history is how do you turn events into character decisions when you mm-hmm. when you in retrospect don't actually have that much to go on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So and that and that and that I think they're embracing that freedom. They're embracing the fact that really these really these characters are are talked about but because you're right we don't really see inside their heads it's a very it, it, how you interpret that can be can be one of 50 ways
0: and so that's one of the things and so getting into the characters and right, not necessarily the plot but but okay so well
1: honest, honestly game of thrones is one of the few was one of the few works of fiction where the characters are the story oh yeah absolutely absolutely it is, it is. well then why don't we well, well let's let's start with the king
0: let's yes start
1: with, let's start with the king
0: so okay that's part of the big thing one of the big more more uh attention grabbing posts from george r r martin and is not a blog mm-hmm. was he he said of all the people in in the cast for house of the dragon he went out to say that I like King Vis. I like Patty Constantine's King Viserys more than I, than the book version. And yes. two episodes in, just for the first episode, I knew like he's right. And two, second episode has confirmed it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I, I I completely agree. Viserys, I mean, listen to our episode on Viserys. Yes. And it's like, a big know. one. It's a big one. Well, it wasn't that big one. I mean, it's a very important one to listen to, but like it, he wasn't really an interesting guy. I felt.
1: Viserys, uh, Viserys, looking him up now is he's again. He's the perfect example of someone who. It's like I don't really want to be king, but I'm gonna do the best I can with what I've got.
0: Well, no, I don't even think it's that. It's that he. It's just like he's he's living off of the prosperity of Jaherus and so yeah. he's
1: actually actually you want to know who he's who he's he's in some ways kind of the five good emperors
0: where well, the one yeah. that that I said at the time that you 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 nodded for mm. Roman history buffs it's it's antoninus Pius
1: oh yes Antoninus Pius is probably the most boring
0: emperor it, it, it's he was just living off of the all of like the of the great of like the prosperity that Hadrian worked so hard to build, right? And all of like the looming crises, he basically just like dithered and like put aside for Marcus Aurelius to have right. to deal with, w- which is kind of my impression of of what mm-hmm. a little bit what 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 Martin was going for.
1: Well what I like about uh what I like but, about that is
0: so 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 let's talk instead now about what Constantine. Constantine in Viserys, what I really love just from the get go mm-hmm. is he's embodying one of the main things that's the whole selling point of both Game of Thrones and Fire and Blood and Westeros in general. Of uh, Martin is just like, what are Aragorn's tax policies of on paper? And like when you first, at first glance, like Viserys seems like a pretty great guy to be king. Mm-hmm. He's nice. He's like he loves his wife and his and his daughter. Right. And he's like not, he doesn't hate his cousin
1: for possibly being. His, he's actually got a
0: decent relationship with Damon, if not. Yeah. Well. Well. He 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 he's tolerant of da- Damon, but he also does draw the line and say like, hey, but and he's like the perfect opposite to Damon also well
1: speaking while well, and speaking of opposites i like the fact that Viserys is not Robert Baratheon yeah robert baratheon robert baratheon i think and i think Martin actually even said this is robert baratheon is the warrior king who slays the dragon becomes king and then goes what now
0: oh yeah well and Robert doesn't attend the small councils. He only attends one and it's when he wants Daenerys dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. According to Tywin, he only uh he only did three small councils
1: in 17 years. My guess was the first one, the Grey Boy, Greyjoy rebellion and um and, and, and Daenerys. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. But what would we say and we see that with Viserys. Viserys is a guy who he is t- he he's trying his best and he's he, yes. he's a he is a ruler that is undeniable but there are things that and and what's interesting i found it with with patty's performance as well is that it's not always 100% clear whether Viserys is aware of what's going on but kind of but kind of chooses to shuffle it, shuffle it aside or worse is aware of what's going on but maybe doesn't have the guts to
0: actually try to fix it well or, i don't or, know it's that he's. Well, no, uh, I can see that that interpretation, but uh, for me, it's just like it's like look, ruling is hard. Well, that's an, and that's another thing that Martin is very good, very good
1: at kind of hammering home, which quite frankly, which I w-
0: okay, right, to to show a little, throw a little shade at D and D was what they didn't want to show Daenerys struggling with in season five, which led to their decision for season eight not really working. Right because like that's that, that's kind of like the whole point of the fifth well, book is that really, is really hard. Easy. and so yeah and so and i also love and it's not done in like this oliver stone kind of ham fisted super obvious way but just like just the symbolism of, of i have heard at least there is one reviewer out there that said it's a bit too obvious but for me it's like no i think it's nicely subtle like it's it's there and, like it's not hard to miss but it's not at the same time it's not like like telegraphing get it get it it's like no i don't think it's doing that Where it's just like it's like he's got a sore on his back which is like caused by stress and he right. later cuts himself on the iron throne and and for the new episode we just saw episode two yeah. like his, his pinky it, is, it's is infected is infected and so it's just like it's like yes like it's it's ruling is hard and it's affecting his body as much as it's affecting like his decision making
1: Mm -hmm. well and even that goes even right back to the book where Aegon himself Aegon the first himself was like no this chair is not supposed to be comfortable because uh being at the top is not you should not feel safe you should Mm -hmm. not feel invincible and that's actually a huge aspect I think that well, that's a, and that's a huge aspect. I think it's a very large theme that's probably going to come across in this series a lot better than it's going to come across in Game of Thrones. Which is not only is ruling hard, just because you got to the top, and however many people may want to be at the top,
0: mm-hmm.
1: actually staying there yeah. is not easy. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and you're going to have a lot of, if not a lot of blood on your hands, you're going to have a lot of dirt in your hands. Yeah. So, so oh, and, absolutely. And, and sometimes in the case of Viserys, you can see very clearly he does not want blood on his hands. He, he
0: doesn't. Really doesn't. And, and so it's it's that threading the needle. It's that, that difficult. And so for the the great thing for the second episode is like, look, like my heart, like, look, I just lost my wife, and you're talking to me, I have to get remarried. Right. And at the well, same time right. he, it's like, and he's falling for Alicent. Which in
1: a roundabout way when we we which actually brings a good transition to talk about talk about our Tywin. Yes. Auto Otto so, Hightower. So Otto is very much a political animal.
0: Yes. So I love Go ahead. One Reese funds he he has done quite a job. Mm-hmm. Quite a wonderful job in that and again, what I said earlier about familiar and new is like, is definitely you've got, you've got a Taiwan character in mm-hmm. Sir Otto. But at the same time, it's clear he's not Taiwan. Right. Because I think more than Taiwan, just with both this first and, and definitely with the second episode. Mm mm-hmm. His ambition, like, also comes from a much more justified place. Agreed. Well, and that's, that's a huge difference,
1: cold as this may sound, when, in the first episode, and I can't remember what scene it was, it might have been one of his first scenes or one of his second ones, but I remember him saying, I remember Otto telling Viserys that's, that something needed to be done about an heir. Mm-hmm. And really, and, and actually, honestly, I could see the interpretation of Otto not being a sense of let it be me or let it be someone else. It's no, we need it to be someone because this is a problem. I'm aware. And it's like, I'm aware that you are mourning. I'm aware that you are in a lot of pain, but this has to get done quickly. We, It's like, do we really want to let this spiral out of control? So it's almost well- like this
0: and he's also he's filling in that that necessary role of always like with with which is like the good thing and like and the presenting that the coldness that is necessary for being hand to the king is like the is like the king the king shits and the hand wipes yeah and, and that's kind of what that's kind of what auto is doing and, that, and that's what unfortunately is the business is like business is ugly mm-hmm. and it's it's you may have a Henry VIII, but you also need a Thomas Cromwell. Right. Although well, neither of, of, of those is exactly people. a great model of kingship, but even so, no. of just well, that is that you need you need that kind of like more political hack. You need that that kind of like cold, brutal pragmatism. But at the same time, also, and not not exactly trying to segue into Damon talk again, but it's well, just well, like in a, in, a, in the first episode in particular, it's just like it's like it's you can see in some ways it it just works in so many wonderful ways and this is why this these two episodes are fantastic Mm -hmm. if you ask me uh is that is that it it works both ways if you can see it as just pure jealousy and like vying for power right but on the other hand it's just like it's like no, I kind of get it. It's like one's like one. No, the realm needs stability. That's why you need an heir. Period right. is the continuity of government. Right. But number two is just like it's like. Have you seen your brother? Yeah, I know. Technically, it was like I don't care about the rule. Yes, the rules. Like I cannot like this. It's this. like this is going to this is going to end poorly. And just like him him, him 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 declaring a great deep lore reference. Both times in the first episode, there's these wonderful oblique references to Megor, and that's all they say. They don't even say Megor the Cruel. They just say Megor, but just like invoking his name is like invoking the name of Hitler, where it's just like it's like this is this is a nightmare. Right. Do, do to put it,
1: put it in perspective, Megor the Cruel is Hitler plus Genghis Khan. Yeah. So that should put you on the level of destructiveness.
0: So, and So. I think at the same time, and this is something watching the first episode another time, was mm-hmm. that I think I read that wrong. But at the same time, Viserys kind of assesses his brother in a way that even in Daemon in, in, in the dark will like smiles and thinks like, yeah, I think you're right. It's like he says, like, look, I know my brother. He actually doesn't have the patience to be king. Right. And like he smirks at that.
1: Well, but and now actually this is an excellent opportunity to jump into some Damon talk. That scene where Viserys right. is sitting on the Iron Throne with, in the first episode, holding on to Fire, and Damon comes in and, and gets thrown out of court. Let's face it, though. Damon does—when Damon calls Otto and Corlys and all the rest of them on the small council lot, saying that it's like, I'm the only yeah. one who's going to be honest with you, he's not wrong and it's like that's that's what uh, brothers I do adore i adore mean, that
0: scene and that's that's part of um there's so much i i do want to say and praise about damon mhm but but no i love that scene i love that scene that was one of the best scenes in that in in just so many great scenes in that episode
1: but it's a it's a beautiful case it's a very beautiful case of it's like well you're right you do also need those those advisors who and because damon is such a loose cannon in their eyes
0: yes their well, eyes. It's well, like about... he isn't wrong, but at the same time, like the way he says it and his end goal theoretically is like no, like and what you said, loose canon, and that's something I love. And that and the second episode kind of proves like, oh my gosh, like it's like yes, I don't think in the end he is Magor, but at the same time, it's like oh, but you, you He's make no such a thing. It, it makes so many people assume you would be right.
1: And that's <laughs> the thing with Damon Tigerion is that I don't think he would be. He, I mean, I. I he's kind of more Aegon the conqueror if anything else where he's just kind of restless and and has to keep going so
0: and well i don't know about that but let, it's, let's talk about the the one thing and most controversial but also get a little bit into her mm-hmm. and one of the great many big changes for history is an outline and one of the biggest and more controversial not controversial but just a, an adaptation choice that immediately like i saw on the previews and like ooh, that's a choice and that's going to be fun yeah and we've already seen the negative consequences of this choice and i love it yeah is is just that scene like until this one moment in the first episode you could have like been like re- much much easier to be on team auto versus team damon yes and then there's that scene where right after the most harrowing scene of the episode and the most infamous yes. but also traumatic scene of of poor Queen Emma's mm-hmm. his birth, C-section, yes, unwilling C-section, yeah. But after that, then like Otto is just like talking to to Allison, yeah, and he says like you should go to the king, mm-hmm. just yourself. And then he just as he, she's like going out, like she doesn't exactly know what to do or make her think of that. And then he says, "Wear one of your mother's dresses." Mm-hmm. And just that line kind of ends like, "Oh." Well, and it's like, "There's your Tywin
1: Lannister." Yes. yes. There's your Tywin Lannister, mm-hmm. where it's like, "Up, uh, he's." Pl- it's like, "Well, gotta give him credit. He's certainly one to not to not waste a political uh, wait not." Not one yeah. to a waste of tragedy.
0: Absolutely not. Well, and then this episode we we, we just saw it's it's Corliss wasn't isn't better because he's no, but, but but he's going for the more direct approach. And to her credit, like, Allison, how much of it is and that's something I, I do like, although mm-hmm. listening to the inside the actor and this might be the difference between, like, what the actor bring or actress brings. Mm hmm young Allison's actress felt it was a bit more sincere and unconscious on her part.
1: Yes. Well, and I think this is going
0: to be, a I, nice I think ad- just watching the episode itself is like, Oh no, there's definitely a consciousness behind it. There is a consciousness, but I don't think it's as
1: malicious. It, I think there is a genuine kindness there. Is it love? Probably not.
0: Well, I think personally it's, it's the scene with the scene, the first scene with her mm-hmm. in episode two. It's gotten to a bit more comfort, comfort and like genuine. Mm-hmm. And I think Allison also reciprocates. So yes. it's it's not purely like um bring in the historical parallels. Let's bring them all in of like. These kinds of moments make me think of the Tudors. I I, I got to bring it back to the Tudors. I'm sorry, but no. But
1: it's a it's a good it's a good
0: comparison. Is um is the infamous Duke of Norfolk, who, infamously, hit, two of his nieces became queens of England. Mm-hmm. Anne Boleyn and Catherine Howard. Now with Anne Boleyn, it's not exactly clear how much like Norfolk was involved yes, how, in like ooh. bringing her to court and like. Saying like, "Hey, King Henry, hey, my my niece." Right. I don't think, although although once like that was clear, he was definitely in favor of it.
1: Well, and and that that's an inter- and that's but, an interesting point is is that was was auto planning this from the beginning or or did he just kind of think of the idea on the spot and then when did Allison kind of figure out because I don't think in the first episode I don't think she was really aware of what her
0: purpose was. Per se, well, yeah, or what her father, like she. I think it's only when he says, "Put on the green, put on a dress of your mother's." Right. That 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 she slowly gets like, oh, there might be more of a ul- ulterior motive here. And we
1: have heard that this is also something that the actress, the the we haven't met her yet, but slight spoilers, but the the older actress who will play Alicent. Hmm. Um. Turns out that she had never actually watched. Uh, I think Olivia Cook is her name. Olivia something. I apologize. Yeah, I, I apologize. C- I apologize. But Olivia had actually said, and I saw this in an interview. Turns out that her audition was Cersei's lines. Yes. And she didn't know it was Cersei. So that should kind yes. of tell you a little bit more of how she's going to grow up. This This little girl might become someone that we are far less inclined to feel sympathetic towards but we well, I, I think the idea behind it though is that this that and, and also let's face it Alicent is a pawn
0: well at this point yes but i i also but getting into the we contro, not controversial but just like um the, the fun ideas behind mm-hmm. it is that to have in this, in this episode in particular, for episode two, switching to episode two, mm-hmm. a little bit, but we're doing free flow and just character by character, I guess. Right. Is at the same time, even though it's becoming genuine, I feel for her, for her and Viserys. At the same time, and even knowing it, it's pretty clear from the previews, and for us who know the story, it's mm-hmm. like it's. To make it to where Rhaenyra and Alicent are both the same age, yes, relatively, and also that they were best friends, is just really, really just an extra layer of juicy and scandal and so drama and wonderful, wonderful, I love it. Right, which which we'd like like to point out that
1: in... In Fire and Blood, there is no indication that Rhaenyra and Alicent had really any type of relationship.
0: Oh, no. Like, Alicent is older than her by, like, 13 years. Right. So, So,
1: right. Alicent, despite what the show plays, is actually, I mean, I want to say she was in the main storyline. I think she was almost, what, almost 40 years old. Yeah. Something like that. Because, I mean, let's face it. Aegon was 22, and Aemond, I think, was 20 or something around there. was in his late. Even her youngest son was... Even her her youngest son was a teenager. Yeah. So that should tell you something. They. I mean, ironically, 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 Lena Headey's age during playing Cersei would actually be more accurate. Mm-hmm. So. So.
0: Uh, so again, what, so what we, but but so, also but, what, and but the scene that like and, and getting into the human drama. From, mm-hmm. for me is like and this is just the fun of art honestly mm-hmm. and and how you interpret things but i think that moment with her trying to instruct Rhaenyra on on praying and grieving for her mother yes is sincere yes but and but also at the same time she already feels the guilt because she feels like i could become queen later on and just how many, like, and this is the, the wonderful dichotomy of being king right. and being royalty of just that this twofold issue where it's like, on the one hand, it's like, yeah, the king as a king has to marry because he's got to beget more heirs, right secure the line of succession. Mm-hmm. And Rhaenyra, one, it's like, if my dad does, it's like, there's so many layers of, of this right. of just like, it's like, if my father remarries... Like my position might be automatically displaced right. the minute a son is born, which is what Rainey's like tauntingly says.
1: By the way, I, I love Rainies. Rainy Rainey's is our Olenna. Is our Olenna Oh
0: I didn't think that, but yeah. yeah
1: I, I did not think of that until just now. Like it just dawned on me and I'm like, Rainey's is our Olena Tyrell. Whereas like this woman has been in politics her entire life.
0: Very, very savvy and very acidic tongue. That's a great comparison. I love it. Thank you. She 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 knows every trick in the book because she's seen it
1: done. I mean, let's face it. But Jaharris was for over 50 years. Rainey's yeah. was there for quite a bit of it. She knows yep. every trick in the book.
0: And, but uh, I think the, also the difference and why it's different from Olenna is that Olena was just a, like a great lady yes a grand like, dame. She, she she was um a lady uh, uh married to one of the lord paramounts right of uh, of the westeros this was a woman who could have been queen and oh and okay so great adaptation choices i love mm-hmm. just like forget lenor let's make it it's between viserys and raenys just make it simple and also just uh, yes. a, and just like where it's clear out they chose a man over a woman period yep that's yeah. fun Which, also
1: and, well on us face I said it, it, in my my written
0: review just like as a as a quick sidebar mhm just compare for cameos as compared to the the actor who just got that one one second cameo as as Regar in that one flashback yes the actor who plays Jaharris Jaharris the conciliator, mm-hmm. just that little grimace he gives as Jaharris Yeah, as he's looking at the paper and they're hailing Viserys right then and there. Mm -hmm. I love that little detail because it shows like that, like, oh, he knows, like, all I've done is delay this problem, right? Like, this problem is not going away anywhere. Well, which,
1: which is an interesting case of... A, which is an interesting case of... The story that we're seeing here is the end of the Golden Age of the Targaryens. Yes. One does have to wonder, is that all a, is that all a Golden Age really is? Is it just a delay until the problems accumulate so much that it just blows up in your face? It,
0: it's, it's interesting. Well, well, it's just like it's that... You said earlier, that compared to... To Game of Thrones, there's urgency. I would say almost the reverse of just like this is, and what I like is that, is that is so far this is all slow build. It's, it's all this. It's
1: slow build. But these these tensions are is like there.
0: obviously there, and it's just like it's like it's all this powder keg that's building up. It's just like season one of Game of Thrones, quite frankly. Right, right. It, well, it's well, just I like the, that, and ironically, powder the, keg. Powder keg. Is it going to blow? Is it going to blow? Is this going to be what's right. going to cause it to blow? Is this what's going to be cause it to blow? Just from the first episode of just like Damon. Uh, being so afraid of being displaced, along mm-hmm. with Rinniera being fl- afraid of being displaced, right. and and now like that, Damon has been displaced. Like he's acting out in this second episode and doing these Megor the cruel level ridiculous stunts.
1: Well, and let's pull let's let's also be clear though, Damon. I mean, pull pull back the fantastical element. All Damon's doing is basically having a temper tantrum.
0: Oh yeah, he's just I,
1: he's just. Well, a well, and I do love.
0: I love Otto's like cutting him down and saying it like that. Right, it's like this is truly pathetic. Like pathetic. I guess, I, but
1: ironically, Otto is probably the like. What, what I love about that scene is that like Otto is like the exact wrong person to send to negotiate with Damon. Oh yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> Otto being but me Otto me. being Otto wants to take Damon down, but but is really just not only in over his head, but but it's like you really just are the wrong person. Or mm-hmm. the, the wrong person. I mean, I, Corliss is probably the better person to send. But, I mean, Raina, Rhaenyra did the smart thing, which is, no, you're going to... It's like, no, she did it herself. And I love the fact that Damon turns around and he tosses the egg to her as if it was nothing. Mm-hmm.
0: But... And so, okay, let, let's talk a little bit then about M- Millie Alcock and mm-hmm. Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. our main heroine. Yes, our... Uh, and unfortunately,
1: I, I'm a little annoyed. I'm a little annoyed at our fans, and at the fans and viewers, for saying this. It's like, oh, she's Daenerys.
0: No, oh, she's oh. not. She, no, she 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 is, and like she, it's like yes, she's this show's Daenerys. But it's like it's it's if Daener- Daenerys was actually truly a princess, right? Lived as a princess, mm-hmm. and so we can see already, in and this episode too, and like we we see we we're hearing those kinds of daenerys e lines of like, well, I will bring a new order when she's right. when to, she's being more, it, more ring, it, and it's angry. Like, points out
1: that it's like, yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Well, and this show, okay, let's talk about it right, right here. This show, I mean, is very much and I think not in necessarily a condescending way or a directly direct allegorical way mm-hmm. talking about entrenched gender roles yes the first episode 100 percent was about that because we 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 heard rhaenyra say like i don't want to be like i don't want to be a bur when queen emma was like saying like touching her swollen belly and saying this is our duty this is our battlefield right and and like this will soon be you, and Renira saying, "No, I don't want that to be me. That I that I don't want to define me.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't want
0: that at all." And right, and just that uh, the entrenched gender roles of that of that Rainis was was the elder mm-hmm. in terms of descendants from King Jaharis, right. And yet, because of her sex, she was not allowed to. Which to, she was she was passed over. As heir to the Iron Throne, yeah. and and now it's and and I also appreciate for for drama purposes getting to explore even with this first episode her relationship to Rhaenyra, of just like yeah. that there, there's an air of jealousy of like you though, Mm-hmm. Like you got to get the be the, the declared heir, but me hmm. I got snubbed over yeah.
1: And I think, and I, there's almost this kind of, I'm jealous of you, I'm happy for you, but it's like, it's still going to blow up in your face.
0: Well, yes, that, that's ultimately because she, mm-hmm. and with her positioning and, okay, so the other thing is that you, you were praising earlier, and let's praise him right now, the, the actor right. who's pr- playing um, Corliss is doing a great job.
1: Oh, he's doing fantastic. I lo- love his character.
0: And well, well, the thing was like in the first episode, you pretty much could have seen Corliss as just like as like the nice like the one real smart guy on the council,
1: uh, as like, as TV Tropes put it, the only sane man.
0: Yes. Mhm. And that's all but, you really could 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 see, and I I really appreciated him. But this episode like shows like oh no, nope, it's not that simple. Uh, Cor- Corliss knows He's, like to get more George to get R. R. Martin and is... like right. Cor- and Ryan Condal and Miguel Sapatis are perfectly capturing no one is set in stone like no one is cookie cutter like good evil except for maybe the crab feeder
1: <laughs> well let's face it Corliss
0: is married to Rainies yes he could have been king he could have been king, king consul, but he could have been king
1: right or more he, more accurately his children could have been king yes and that i think along with Rainies there's a there's a lot of resentment there. He's he's either good at hiding it or he's kind of let it abide,
0: but it's still there. And once Emma is dead and like there's been a period of mourning, it's like, okay, here's my shot. Right. He
1: d- he takes the shot. And in in a weird way, he's kind of it's a little bit like Ned Stark, where Ned Stark Ned Stark has honor, but he's got he's got no subtlety when it comes to politics. <laughs> Corliss is perhaps Corliss perhaps may not have have as much subtlety may not have very much subtlety either, Mm -hmm. but he's still playing the game. And as we put with the and as the final scene of episode two is, he's willing to he's willing to go behind people's back because unlike. Because unlike Robert, the Ceres does not really have the option to alienate Corlys
0: too much. No. Well, it's just like it's it's just like that 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 Tywin Lannister. And okay, so one thing's also for familiar and different. Uh, yeah. And just praise it earlier. You were mentioning earlier the Starks and but also Lannisters. While we're at it, uh, right. we're probably not going to see much of them. And we, no. we're where we will they they won't be i think big big characters
1: right well that and that's uh, and, and is that goes. is
0: that this is something that is very true of history of like the history of england history of playing places is that yes the royal family doesn't change that often but the mm-hmm. families around that are big yes. at the moment and so rather than the starks and the Lannisters, we've got the high towers and the valerians and the description of house valerian and and corlys priding himself as a self-made lord, which is both true and isn't true.
1: Right, it's, true it's kind of half true. Well, to bring it back, in many ways, the Valarions are actually quite Lannister-like, and Corlys Valarion is actually also in a in a way quite Tywin-like, in the sense yes. that the what the modern perception of House Valarion and House Lannister has been built by its patriarch, by its mm-hmm. current patriarch.
0: And yes, he's a great patriarch. and he 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 made to too cool. and something so much greater than what it was when he, when he was born into it. Right. And he forged it himself. And so, but at the same time, it's like, there is that little hint. Not, not even little. What am I saying? Yeah. I am just like saying like that, that the, this current issue on the stepstones is like, yes, it's, it's mostly a problem for him. Right. It's a problem for him. And like, it will diminish him. It's like right. something that's Yes. It's probably, in the long run, an issue for Westeros, but it's more an issue for him.
1: Well, it's it's my problem right now. And in a weird way, I think Corlys is almost saying, in, in a bizarre way, it's like, do I have your permission to take care of this my way? And all he really wants is Viserys to say, say, go handle it. Go handle, go handle it, I won't ask questions. And
0: unfortunately, Viserys being Viserys, can't give him that. Well, because it's escalation and it's like, well, right. wait a minute. I don't want to go to war with the free cities. Right. Well, because and, and then the worst thing and because
1: Viserys is and rightfully so as we see by the end of the episode, you start a war, you're going to drag Damon into this. And, da- yeah. and Damon is a deadly
0: it Damon is a wartime prince. Mhm. So and so all these great dimensions. But also, no, Viserys also comes up with a really good justification. Mm-hmm. And, and like his, his confrontation with, because on paper and like the great scene of one of the many characters who's going to hopefully start to shine through. Oh, yes. Who, who was almost invisible, but I don't know if you were going to think of this, but, but Lord, Lord Strong.
1: Oh, yes. The strong who,
0: who just okay. who just like basically just muttered something in the first episode. Now finally is given like a chance to really give like a, a monologue saying like, look, your grace. Yes, Lena Valeria is the right choice. Right. And, like and he's, it's, he, it's it's both such a strong alliance. And also you don't want to make him an enemy of it. Right. Don't
1: piss him off.
0: But but then but. like I, I, as you love his justification at the end. It's like I'm your king. It's him getting a little bit Targaryen and saying like yeah yeah like yes like you you are a very like distinct presence. But you know what I'm the king. Right. Well, who who said who, was it Otto that
1: actually said? Oh, Otto said it. He said um a, a place at the table does not make you an equal. Yes. Or something like, something like that. And unfortunately, that's the reality of it, Corlys Velaryon. Is not king. No, he's very powerful, but he's not king, and he no. doesn't—he doesn't actually have the legal right to just go out and do something. Do something, and and, uh, and he's not Damon Targaryen.
0: No, and also, okay, to praise blocking. Mm-hmm. Something I I automatically oh, yeah. picked up on is just like with, with Ty with Tyrion in season three. Mm-hmm. So where do the members of the small council sit? Yep. There's Notably, Damon. Oh no. Damon sits next to the king, as does Sir Otto. They sit closest. Right. Corliss sits sit. across from him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Literally face to face, as though he were. The opposition.
1: It's like if you're if you're gonna talk to me, you're gonna look look me right in the
0: eye and do it. But also as a, like almost opposing, and rather than as a friend. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. just great. And okay, th- again, this is the difference from the books. Like Corlys is not a member of the Small Council. He quits the Small Council. Yeah. In protest to Rainey's not get, being heir to the Iron Throne. So he's on the council I, for 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 decades. Oh yeah. So, so so having him here and just being this presence of both being the same man but also having just like Otto he's like on the surface he seems like a decent dude but like actually oh I don't know I think you're actually
1: There's he's actually very ambitious Well what I, and and what I like about that is that because this is the this is our first time and let's face it no one in this story we've met before so we're getting slow introductions which is actually very which is very very wise yes and that's 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 how you introduce it with the shows you need they've got stuff that's called establishing character moment the establishing character moment doesn't have to be in their first appearance
0: no well and that well that's also part of the human nature and that's also is that some characters may not like appear at first glance to be much but then just give them time Mm -hmm. and give them their moment And they might show a bit more about themselves. Exactly. Reveal more about themselves. And also another advantage that this show
1: has is because it's a very centralized show, our cast is not colossal yet. Yet. It will get bigger, but it's not very big yet. No. In fact, come to think of it, did we, other than the crab feeder, and even then that's not much of a character right now, I don't think we actually introduced any new characters in this second episode.
0: Which is well, bit, which... well, okay, but but at the same time, like little Lena Valerian got got a scene where she actually well, got to Well, stalked, we, had,
1: uh, and... right, but we, had, we had seen her, albeit extremely
0: briefly, but we kind of knew who she was. Yeah, but yes, I know exactly what you mean by that. But yeah, other than the crap-beater, no. Mm. And, and, well, that's, and good. that's fine. S- slo, that's slow build-up, slow build-up, my slow friend. Slow
1: build-up. It's so very, very build-up. So, so far, I mean, honestly, this show is incredibly solid right now.
0: I think so too. It's it's a really rock solid in, intro mm-hmm. and honestly okay, so the one thing I'll say is like second episode is honestly much more of a, of like the pilot needs to have something to hook you in, which they did with the tournament. The, the tournament, tournament. And, and the birth. That
1: was yes. that was our hooking point, which I oh, speaking of which, speaking of characters that we um that that our our viewers who don't know the story Keep an eye on that Sir Kristen Cole.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, it's a be, very he's good gonna, subtle build up for him.
1: He's going to become quite the character.
0: Yes, so. he is. Yes, he is. And so I like that. how just quietly they're they're doing it with him. Mhm. Well, it's it's just, a, he's there, but he's not like, yeah. Was like what have what have we started with? The fact that he
1: beat Damon Tigarian. He caused Damon Tigarian to yield.
0: Yes. And that's also very a little bit inspired, I feel, by uh, the Hedge Knight of just Damon getting a bit too overconfident that he doesn't pay attention to his opponent. Yeah, his opponent gets the better of him. So
1: seems to be a, to be a running theme with the Targaryens.
0: Uh, oh, when it, absolutely. When it comes to war, so like,
1: not just don't take...
0: not just that, but like that—that's their character, right? And
1: uh,
0: so well, um,
1: and that's well, that's been. I can't remember where I read it, but one of the Targaryens' greatest weaknesses, and ironically, it's not the—it's ironically a later conflict that actually highlights it a little bit better—is that the the Targaryens, as a family in Westeros, are are actually quite isolationist. Mm. So to to jump ahead a little bit, and you, we we've discussed this over in *Ranking Thrones*. Ironically, the the uh the conflict that highlighted how House Tigerian is becoming a little too insular is actually the Blackfire Rebellion. I think you
0: might say that.
1: Yes, and well, and here's why. Here's why. Darren Darren II married a Dor- married a Dornish princess. Okay? Mm-hmm. Fine, fine. Not not controversial, but not the end of the world. But then his sister, our Princess Daenerys. Marries, marries a Dornish prince. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you just made two kingdoms linked to each other by two sets of marriages. Mm-hmm. On paper, not a huge mistake. The problem was is that you had this wide variety of, of now legitimized, uh, uh, legitimized Targaryen children that could easily be married off to these other to these other great houses. And the fact that they didn't do that probably was a huge mistake in the long run. So, and that, and what, and one of the the way, and my my point being is this is that the Targaryens have always thought of themselves as above the uh, the rest of Westeros, which works only as long as the rest of Westeros doesn't like them, does likes them as we saw with Robert's Rebellion, when you piss off two thirds of the, when you piss off two thirds of the, of the <laughs> empire, empire, you don't, ha- you're stuck, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. You pissed off, piss off two thirds of the empire. And then the other third is either doing one of two things, half-heartedly helping you or worse, waiting to see what happens.
0: Well, that was more of the Mad King, but. <laughs>
1: well, that was the Mad King, but again, it's a good, ex- but it's a, again, long-term, long-term issue. Yeah, um, it, the long-term issue is that, again, th- this desire for the Targaryens not to branch out can occasionally be a mistake. Absolutely. And not understanding the culture of Westeros is a huge problem.
0: So... Well, and that, that gets to into maybe closing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the great line by R- Rhaenyra mm-hmm. at the end when she's asked by Viserys, and one of the reasons, again, why I like this Viserys, is just that he's a very wise man. Mm-hmm. but it's just like ruling's hard ruling's hard is mm-hmm. that he 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 asks her like what well, what do you see when you see look look at the dragons like well i think they're us i'm just like really okay what do you mean by that it was like well that people look at us and they say the targaryens are closer to gods than man right but it's only really the dragons that make us that without them we are just like yeah. everyone else yep and viserys not only says that like yeah, that's that's the right answer. Is that look harnessing the dragons was kind of like the wrong idea. Harnessing like, the dra- dragons. And, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he basically says like, even though he he's constantly fascinated by Valyria, he's always like this kind of like mixed attitude. It's it's a little like fascination with Rome, where it's like it's both fascinating, but it also is like it fell, and just like it's like like he he is of the attitude that the Valyrians like played to.
1: To, Literally, the fire, with the fire, and just well, like that's, well, and let's face it, was Rome really all that great? Mm. I mean, it was a, it was a patriarchal, tyrannical, incredibly, uh, the, the, the poverty gap was insane. A third of its citizens, a third of its people were slaves. Yeah, were slaves, and it tore itself apart through a dozen civil wars
0: mm-hmm.
1: was Rome really that great I don't know
0: no, maybe, it so, wasn't, maybe it wasn't and so that 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 torment and maybe okay let's talk a little bit and this might be a preview of an essay I want to write but yeah maybe we should end um but Rhaenyra I do like them making this nicer and smart Renira.
1: Yeah, I got the and impression. She's also
0: young, Rhaenyra, and it'll be interesting. Right. But... young
1: and young and relatively innocent. I have a feeling that as she gets older, uh, we it's just a bit more
0: hardened I, and more I am, determined. I am,
1: I am scared of what I'm about to say because I might because I I might be a I might be totally wrong in the it, it by the end, but I think we're gonna see. Daenerys's story as we as it kind of should have
0: been. No, I I don't I don't disagree with you. That that, that might very well be what where they take Rhaenyra. I think right. that that will be and it'll be very fascinating to watch that unfold. Mhm. I want to see that unfold. Yeah. One again that was something that that was something that uh, Chloe kind of said a bit uh on Twitter a bit more currently, Mm -hmm. when House of the Dragon was announced, was that we would get just another version of of Daenerys' storyline. Right. But we're getting it done correctly. But I said, like, oh, it it might be, yes. Mm -hmm. But we'll have to see. I mean, hey, we already got a second season to know. We got a second season, so we'll see what we got. We'll see what we get. But... Because also, by the way, the the, the actual... like, Like, Rhaenyra is is very human and like she's yeah. at this place of innocence maybe a little bit, but where it's just oh. like, she's disappointed and like, look, I'm the heir, but it's like, are you really the heir, Or maybe you're just a temporary heir? But are you, a,
1: and, are you the, are you the,
0: are you the placeholder or are you the bet? Mm-hmm. And just like her scenes in this, in this, in the newest episode with her, with her father mm-hmm. are, of just like of of what I said earlier and what I was touching upon of just like the the variety of of emotions of like on the one hand's like look I'm not trying to replace you like he, he he outright says that so that's a little bit interesting for for foreshadowing right what he's gonna have to deal with is like no you're my heir you are my heir he does say that in this episode. Right. But also, wow. at the same time, so it's like, it, on one level, she's worried about her political position, but also on the emotional position, like, look, honey, I'm not trying to replace your mom. Right. Like, I love your mom. I, I loved your mom. It's like, I'm not Which trying is, to I mean, That's
1: also, a, it's a very, I, I confess, I, I have no first world experience with this because my parents are still together and still alive. But when, when a child's parent dies yeah. and they try to, yeah. and they say it's like, okay, I'd like to remarry. There's yeah, that's tricky. It's a very, yep. it's, it's not clean. Well, and then another, another thing is also, and I think that this isn't, to bring in another historical uh, comparison, Renera being heir, in a kind of bizarre way, speaking of becoming Elizabeth, Elizabeth's position as the Virgin Queen yeah. Led to the death of the Tudor dynasty. Yep. So, yes. and, and again, it, it was a, I hate to say it, but in Elizabeth's case, it was a damned if I do it, damned if I don't. Because, yep. because and that's something I, I that is going to become an issue, I think, in the next episode because she's saying, I, because Rhaenyra is straight up saying, I don't want to get married. Okay, well, who's going to be, who's who's your heir then? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you got no kids,
0: virgins what? don't tend to have children.
1: Right. What What are your options? And again, that's kind of how Elizabeth in history kind of got around it was the Mary Queen of Scots is who kind of ha- who had the last laugh because yeah. Mary, Queen, Mary Queen of Scots her son became became king. Yeah. So that's I mean and the ruling politics, all that stuff. That there is no nothing is ever smooth. It really isn't. Oh no. Because you're gonna. Everyone is pushing for their candidate, but are they pushing their candidate for the good of the realm, or the good of their own interests?
0: Yes. All these kinds of questions, and so, but with. Well, that's Sarahs Okay, so one final thing, and let's see what your your well, thoughts. I, okay, good. My ahead. thoughts, but but the most controversial thing for the the Uber fans uh-huh. was was the episode one revelation at the end. Although, yeah, I think it was also. It was also complimented earlier on. So, in the main series, it wasn't really revealed. This was actually thanks to Duncan Egg right. that we got this, of that of that some Targaryens have the gift of foresight. Right. The dragon dreams. Mm-hmm. And we, we learned from episode one that actually mm-hmm. Viserys has the dragon dreams. Yes. Just like Daenerys the dreamer is the dreamer who, who foresaw the doom of Valyria and convinced her father to leave right. Valyria and escape. And he did manage to escape the doom mm-hmm. with dragons and went yeah. to Dragonstone. And Viserys has the dragon dreams. And he said he saw his heir sitting atop the Iron Throne. He thought that meant his son. Mm-hmm. But now he's decided it's Rhaenyra. Right. And so, and then like the other, con- but the more controversial thing is that Aegon <clears throat> himself was, had the dragon dreams. Yeah, which. And that he dreamed of, of the White Walkers. So, look. I, I have, I have less of off, a
1: problem. I have, I have less of a problem. Go ahead and explain, but I I, I have a different issue with that,
0: but go ahead. So look, all we had from Fire and Blood mm-hmm. to go off of was that Aegon is pretty mysterious of a, of a man, as a man, and yeah. we'll what really motivates him. And like, the only thing we have to go off of for why he wanted to conquer Westeros was that King Heron not, not even King Harren, King Argilac the Arrogant insulted his bastard brother. Mm. Like, that's the reason he conquered Westeros? I mean, there have been people that uh, are like, petty, but, like, really? Like, that's all we have to go off of for why he wanted to conquer Westeros? Really? Yeah. It's like, it's like So So it's like, to actually have him have this vision and the, the prince that was promised prophecy, I don't... I don't mind that because a united Westeros to combat the White Walkers. And again, part of the drama of Game of Thrones is that, but no one believes in the White Walkers. So, right. And so it's, it's.
1: And by by the way, let's point out that the maesters who wrote this are atheists beyond belief.
0: (laughs) Yes, that too. Well, but. Something that uh, this may be a preview from, for an essay, but like. Mm -hmm. The thing is that something i, I love about 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 art mm-hmm. is like, look, knowing the future never helps people it it never helps people it more often like everyone who knows their fate tries to avoid it and in doing so causes their fate right well and just, just look you. at Oedipus, look at Anakin Skywalker it's it's easy tragedy and within the lore of a song of ice and fire within what george r r martin has done he he has shown time and time again that one these prophecies are so ambiguous yes and and in trying to live up to these prophecies Mm -hmm. it may end up destroying these people of that right in the hedge knight we saw that that makar's eldest son darren the mm-hmm. dragon dreams are a torment to him. He drinks yeah. himself to death with like mm-hmm. the this knowledge of the future. Right.
1: Well, and even and, Ragar, and poor
0: is- poor Damon the second Blackfire, he gets these dragon dreams and it convinces him a dragon is going to hatch at White Walls. And he takes that literally of like, "Oh, I'll get a dragon egg. I'll it'll hatch. I'll be mm-hmm. the first Person to wield a dragon in century, right? And it's like, oh, um, Damon. I think the dragon was metaphorical. Yeah. Well, even
1: the, just, the even the prince who was promised. I mean, Rhaegar thought it was him.
0: Yes, and so For that that's things is that that is that one yeah. like the prince that was promised it. prophecy. What is that? It, the prince that was promised prophecy. Like, it's so wonderful that that Aegon, I think, knew mm-hmm. it because honestly, it's like, oh. He doomed his own dynasty. Even right. by creating his dynasty, he doomed his dynasty because the prince that was promised prophecy is what is what convinces Jaehaerys II right. to force his his son and daughter to marry just because he's like, well, the prince that was promised must be pure Targaryen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, How do you know that?
1: You right. don't know that. Well, my, friend, and, my like, per- and my personal favorite is the, it's the prince that was promised. They never said anything about the prince that was promised living past the crisis either.
0: So. so so many things. And just, like, I was like, well, what? is prince, like, male? It's like, well, it's high Valerian. Is that a gender-neutral term? All these kinds of things. It's just, like, what? the prince that was promised. And, like, Rhaegar is just, like, one, he decides at one point that he must be the prince that was promised. Right. And just up and decides, right. I'll be a warrior then. And then when he eventually decides, huh, I guess I'm not. Well, then right. I'm just going to make time, a new wait, the Aegon. To,
1: the one time he tries to live up to being that warrior, he, gets his, he literally gets his chest caved in
0: yeah well it's not just that it's also that he he then like convinces himself well okay huh so the prince i'm not the prince i was promised it's my son by elia aegon and well then okay aegon like he has a sister but the Mm -hmm. and and he says obliquely in the books the dragon must have three heads so it's like hmm well aegon needs another sister elia i was like no okay well then Hi, hey. Yeah. Hello. The so, the Diana union, of, union of
1: ice and, the union of ice and fire. It's like, well, yeah, and then you pissed off then you pissed off literally everyone. And started a rebellion. Started a rebellion that killed you and most of your family. So again, prophecy I like what George R. R. Martin is saying here. Prophecy is never what you think it is. It's always Different, and just because you think you're the hero of the story, you're not. You might. It doesn't.
0: You you might not. I mean, right. that's the and thing. That, that's you. the thing. That the prophecy. And well, the great line for for the torment of of Stannis in in the books is that he knows he isn't the protagonist, and in his heart doesn't even believe he should be the protagonist of that. At one point, just Melisandre says, "You are Azor high, the Lord's chosen." Well, and, and, and he and, that he, and he says character. and he says that after when she says that one point is like it should have been Robert. Right. Like Robert is the one who should be dealing with this whole White Walker thing. It's not me. What? Right. Like me? No, and, and and
1: unfortunately this is where I blame B and D a lot. The characterization of Stannis, the slight deviation, but something that's very important. The the characterization of Stannis in the book is very, very different than what we see on the show. It is, yes. Because hey, Stannis but, no. but, but again, this is a case. It's another case of tragedy, uh, not not just tragedy, but of but a prophecy. Stannis also doesn't buy that that all this like is like all the Lord of Light thing is like he's like I'm doing is like I'm doing this so that I can be king, and I don't want to I don't want to be king for power. I'm doing this because the path that this is this is my if I'm following the rules. Yes. In a bizarre way. And this is also actually, this brings it right back to our our case of what's going to happen in the future. Viserys only became king because of of the rules that are now presented. And Mm -hmm. now he's in a bind because he wants Rhaenyra to be heir, but he's also encouraged to marry again, not only only for the, let's, let's be honest, the practical purpose of having a few backups, and I hate using I hate I hate using that using that phrase phrase because it sound, that sounds incredibly yeah. cool, but but let's face yeah. it that's what that's the situation. Yep. And and also the fact that it's like crap. I'm gonna have two competing factions right off the bat.
0: Well, Everyone and that's
1: competing. because well, either one of two, two things is gonna happen. Yeah. Someone's always gonna be trying to marry Rhaenyra to be king. Or I'm gonna have a male heir, and I'm gonna have to disinherit Rainier, which is gonna piss her off.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, that's some. I mean, I love what you said about Elena. That, that's mm-hmm. like, yeah, Rainys is, is the soul Elena. That's great. Yeah. That is so such a great observation. Mm-hmm. I might I might steal that from you yeah. for my written review. But uh, the her in the first episode talking about like how everyone's like just a powder keg waiting to explode. Yeah. But just like her, kind of already predicting the whole next season. Yes. <laughs> or the end of this season and, like, the main conflict of the season. And I if... looking at Adlano, Lena and hoping that this may be, that the union may happen.
1: Well, and, that's, and also, let's... Well, can we, can we bring up... I want to bring up, as a true closer, the last, the final two scenes of this episode, which, in my okay. opinion, are some of the best episode... Some of the best human drama that you can get, which is Viserys announcing that he is going to wed Alicent Hightower you can tell on his face that Otto is just going yes 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 yes. my grandson will be king and I will rule and Corliss
0: just exploding yeah
1: at first being just as eager and then he stands up and walks out without saying a word and goes to the one person that he can Negotiate ambitious terms with Damon yeah. Targaryen.
0: Well, not without a word. He he says like how he his daughter is more fit. Right. But.
1: <laughs> but he just stands up and walks out. Yeah. In, in, complete, in complete protest. Yeah. So. And you can see on his face that really, and you can see right away though that marrying Allison was probably a mistake. Well, it probably wasn't the best move. But I think, I well, think v- we'll,
0: we'll see in later episodes because we know where the story is going, how Viserys will try to correct that mistake. And as a preview for the next episode, I think we're going to see him mm-hmm. trying to correct that mistake and <laughs> how that's going to. Well,
1: and auto auto jumping right into it and saying hey, it's like the past is the path is clear. Aegon will be king. Yep. Yeah, like, no, it's like this is going <laughs> to. And in a complete disaster. Yeah. But I mean, also, one thing that this show also does of, is doing a better job of, ironically, than Game of Thrones is once they have a taste of power, it's addictive. Oh, well, yeah. They always want more, or they don't want to lose it. So I am, I'm still a little cautious, but so far they're doing extreme, I I, I I am happy and satisfied. With where the
0: show's going,
1: I I'm the, completely that,
0: hooked. I'm completely hooked. I, I I didn't love the second episode as much as the first, but that's just because um, the, the first was like it's such a well, the first a, one, the first one was fresh actually, air yeah. and just wonderful intro. The second episode was much more of a of like a fun like okay, now we know what the world is, we know the players, and it's a great right.
1: We got in the second episode what made Game of Thrones great: the political scheming and the oh, key yeah.
0: relationships. Absolutely. Well, no, I, I love that all that stuff, so I'm not complaining at all. It's like, no, this is a great episode. Mm-hmm. Well, the so, super,
1: and, and, and can we can we also point a little bit with the, with the su- the supernatural aspect of, Ga- of Game of Thrones that kind of took over? I want to say about midway through season six. The problem with that was that it changed. The genre of the show, and that's dangerous
0: when you're so far in. Well, I mean, there's always there always was a fantasy creep in the show. There was there was the fantasy creep, but when it
1: became when it changed from a political from a medieval political thriller to a true fantasy show, (laughs) Nero, (laughs) it it did become a very different show.
0: Yeah. Well, I would. I would say season six was like the last time where you you had more of the mm-hmm. political f- right. f- fantasy show because Battle of the Bastards and right. and the um, Light of the Seven,
1: which also and, by the which also by the way we are I think due to a higher budget quite frankly we are getting the spectacle and it, and what they're what they're doing now they're, they're sprinkling it
0: yeah we're not going absolutely. Gonna...
1: We will get well, dragon. We will get dragon on dragon battles. Rest assured, everybody. We will even get. We'll even get real battles. Probably, if not in the next episode, then in episode four.
0: We'll see. But, but no. Uh, I mean, just for the for, for the second episode, just that that seeing Caraxes and then seeing Cyrax. Right. And just like, ooh, and that, again, the, what I'm saying is like this is is slow build-up and wonderful slow build-up of just this, of just all these powder kegs. Nero. The pot is is starting to boil, but it's not, it's not boiling yet, but there are bubbles. Not there yet. It's
1: like, you can, you can see, you can see where, you can see problems that are starting to pop up, and it's like, this is all going to blow up. I don't Mm -hmm. know when, but it's going to blow.
0: Is it, it's going to, and I do love. Okay, all right. Last thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Although you, we, we, we we've said last time now. Okay, then I'll I'll end it with that. That is wonderful. Yeah, so great to talk to you about this. All and as always, we look forward to the next episode. Absolutely. See you then. See you then.